This is Sunday Rewind on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back, Husker Rewind. Tom Stevens, Mike Melby. Every Sunday, 5 to 7, we'll continue through the football season and then into the basketball season. Nebraska takes on Lindenwood tomorrow night. Might even get in a Husker basketball breakdown. I think we should. Lindenwood Lions. Well, see, that's more than I knew before I started the show. I can tell you that they are in their second season of D1. They are from the Ohio Valley Conference. July uh, July 1st, 2022 was their... uh, Inauguration date into uh, Division One. What's the betting line on that game right now? I think Nebraska is favored by a lot. There you go. Uh, and they were eleven and twenty-one down. last year, six and twelve in conference. Uh, we will do our picks of density. Oh yeah, a little bit later on. I think Tanya wants to be involved in this. Yeah, and and I'll explain to her what I did for her last week, and I think she'll be okay with it. I simply went with for her uh, the better this season. RPI-wise, if right. I didn't know the two teams, the better volleyball team ranked yeah. in the RPI. She picks her teams, the football teams, based on how good the volleyball program is. Yeah. Uh, and the first time, she was 6-1-1 one, and one and beat the tar out of both of us. Yep. Uh, so she'll join us in uh, later on this hour, in about 20 minutes or so. Right now, time to get to the Blitz. The big- Usually we divvy these up properly. I'll just let you take the first one, and I'll go from there, Mike. All right. Well, since it's the first one on my list, I'm going to go Michigan-Purdue. J.J. McCarthy was 24 of 37 for 335 yards, and Blake Corum ran for three TDs as Michigan cruised by a Purdue 41-13. Amid all of the outside noise, air quotes, uh, Hudson Card was just as unspectacular as ever for Purdue. 12 of 28, 144 yards, a TD, and a pick. Purdue was 1 of 14 on third down. Michigan was 7 of 14. Um, kind of just a workmanlike performance for Michigan. I don't think they needed Purdue's plays uh-huh. to, to win this game by that much uh, of a margin. Uh, up next for the Fighting Connor Stallions, uh, it is a matchup against Penn State next Saturday in Happy Valley. Finally get to see uh, what Michigan looks like against a team that doesn't uh, is, isn't great. Interesting going into the week. Kyle, uh, of course, uh, Ryan Walters is the head coach at Purdue. Talked a lot about the the scandal going on at Michigan, as every coach has to address if they play Michigan that week. And he goes, it's not whether we think they we cheated or they cheated. We know they cheated. Yeah. Uh, and he took a lot of crap for it uh, this week. But he's like, I'm just being honest. Well, they the, cheated. The drive-by handshake postgame was fantastic. Yeah, that was fantastic. I actually thought Walters might just throw a, a, a quick right cross. He should have. He should have. Uh, somebody should. Um, Ohio State, number one in the country, it, at least in the college football Poll, and that's really all that really matters, the playoff poll at this point. They're 9-0. They beat Rutgers 35-16, really much closer than that. Rutgers threw a, basically a pick six type of thing, a 93-yard interception return from Ohio State. Did them in because Rutgers was in c- control of that game. Really should have been up 17-6 to at halftime, but because of that, the game got away from him in the second half. Travion Henderson had a nice game, 22 carries, 128, and a TD. Kyle McCord, the quarterback, 19 of 26 for 189, and three TDs and a pick. And Ohio State, they don't look like a juggernaut, but they certainly look like the best team right now in the Big Ten, in in my opinion. I I don't think they look any anywhere near as good as Michigan, but I well, Michigan hasn't played. I I, I don't disagree, but but I if I'm just sitting there looking at the 
the the way they've played. And again, we know Michigan cheated in every game they've right. played this year, and they had the other team signals. They still have looked like they are unbeatable to me. Well, their strength of schedule, I think Michigan's strength of schedule is 121st in college football. It might be. It's really, yeah. really bad. So I don't know how good they are right we'll, now. We'll find out more, though, uh, when they play at Penn State next week. Uh, Indiana, a couple of teams snapped some losing streaks. Indiana picked up their first Big Ten win of the season, snapping a six-game conference losing streak that dated back to last season. They upset Wisconsin up in Madison, 20-14. to Who's your quarterback? Brandon Sorsby ran for a score, threw for another. Uh, Indiana offense, second half. The Iowa offense may have been better in the second half than the Indiana offense was against Wisconsin. They managed 36 total yards and three points, but it was enough to knock off Wisconsin 2014. Wisconsin lost the time of possession battle, though, and this is kind of key, by about seven minutes, and they also turned the ball over twice. They were penalized eight times for 78 yards. Meanwhile, Indiana, no turnovers. They only had two penalties. Yeah. So uh, that that's kind of a key. Indiana is at Illinois next week. Wisconsin hosts Northwestern. There you go. Uh, Penn State over Maryland, the foe of Nebraska this week, fifty-one to fifteen. It was not close. Drew Aller, twenty-five of thirty-four. He had four TDs, two hundred and forty yards. Really looked good. Katron Allen, a rush for ninety-one yards and a TD. Talia Tungavaiola, 29 of 39, 286 and two TDs. He did have one pick, but Maryland's rushing game, there was nothing to it. I mean, literally, they couldn't do anything on the ground. In fact, they went backwards, minus 49 yards on the ground for Maryland. Uh, This week, Maryland and Nebraska and Penn State will host Michigan. I I didn't watch the game and go back and count for sure, but based on what I saw in stats and some other things I picked up, I believe Maryland only attempted excuse me, attempted seven actual running plays. That's, and they lost 49 yards. Yeah. Well, and because of that, no, oh, sacks. The, the sacks the came sacks. off of it. So, yeah, to Leah, the sacks. so I don't know if, if do you want to uh, make fun of Iowa's offense or do you want me to? Uh, you can be my guest. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll you know, I'll, so I'll, I'll let you hang do, on. I'll let you yeah. do Minnesota, yeah. Illinois. Iowa did it again. They went 10-7 to on a 53-yard field goal by Drew Stevens, no relation to Tom Stevens, with 14 seconds left at Wrigley Field over Northwestern. About 9 million people predicted this would be a baseball score. Lo and behold, it was. Yeah. What the, was the over? 19.5 was the over-under oh kickoff. Goodness. And I actually jumped on, and I bet the under. And uh, it paid off. That was smart. The game was as ugly as any college football game with a combined total of 339 total total yards between the two teams. Deacon Hill did complete 67% of his passes going 10 of 15, but for only 65 yards with a touchdown and a peck. Next week, Northwestern goes to Wisconsin. Iowa hosts Rutgers. Um, As we mentioned, Brian Ferentz got fired. Uh, I I see he responded, you know, with another quality offensive performance. Yeah, uh, with you know that, right. that 170 yards and uh, <laughs> 10 whole points. I saw but. something that going into this week they would have to because he's still on staff, even though he's fired. He's coaching the rest of their games. They would have had to have, I think, scored 42 points and averaged over 500 yards of offense every week for him to keep his job based on the um, criteria. But, yeah, that's right. Uh, so 10 points doesn't do it. I think they would have to, you know, now average seven. 100 points for the rest of the week. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is, but I know he's, well, he's done. done anyway, it doesn't so. really matter. But what if he did match that? I mean, they would have to bring him back. If they win the West, it's going to be a little awkward. Um, 
that he's not back, but and it looks like they're going to win the West. Illinois over Minnesota, 27-26. Boy, John Paddock came off the bench and uh, replaced the injured Luke Altmeyer. He tosses a 46-yard touchdown with just 50 seconds left, and they win in heroic style there, 27-26. Illinois has actually played pretty well. They've given a couple of games away. They should be much better than their 4-5 and five record. Minnesota drops to 5-4. and four, But again, uh, Illinois, now with uh, Luke Altmaier out, it'll be interesting to see how much uh, John Paddock plays going forward. But uh, Illinois now will host Indiana next week, and Minnesota is at Purdue. How about that? The dude is a sixth-year senior from Ball State, transfers in, just living the, the dream. He loves it in Champaign, having a great time, carrying a clipboard, yeah. has all kinds of baseball hats now to wear, you know, as he's signaling in plays. Altmaier goes down. Oh, by the way, it's 4th and 11, and there's a minute 24 to play. Right. That's crazy. Throws a dart, 15 yards, throws a dart, 20 yards, throws a three touchdown three. pass, 46 yards. Three yeah. for three. Amazing. Yeah, so that was that was awesome, and uh, congratulations, Illinois. That might be the Nebraska's best win right now, Illinois. I mean... Illinois is a really a pretty good football team with a win over Maryland. Um, hopefully, Nebraska can recreate that. I, Illinois is the team that probably should have won the West last year, uh, but they've let a few get away that they yeah. didn't last year. Yep. So there you go. Uh, ranking the teams, it's pretty easy for me. Ohio State, I think, is number one in the league, followed by Michigan and Penn State. Iowa, you got to put them at four um, just because they're 7-2 and two and probably going to win the West. After that, Rutgers... Uh, is fifth for me. And then at sixth, I've got Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Nebraska all tied for sixth. <laughs> Maryland at seven. Michigan State, Indiana, Northwestern at eight. And then Purdue. I've got Indiana last, actually. Yeah. Well, um, Indiana's coming off a win, so they're hot. True. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe I need to move Purdue down to last. I don't know. Uh, here's, here's the way I've got it. I've got Michigan at one, Ohio State two, Penn State three, Iowa four, and then tied for fifth. Rutgers, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Minnesota, Maryland, Illinois, Northwestern, and then tied for 12th, Purdue, Michigan State, and Indiana. I like that. I mean, it, it really doesn't – the first three uh, all have a chance to make the college football playoffs still, I think. Uh, yeah, Penn State's going to have to win out and, and – And then win the championship. Yeah, so they'll have to – But I a one-loss Big Ten be. team is going to make the playoff, right? Yeah, yeah. Th- if one of those three wins out, they're, they're obviously in the playoff. And, and the honest – to goodness, truth is, if Michigan is not banned from the postseason by Tony Petiti in the Big Ten, and they won't be, because um, that would cost the Big Ten fifty million dollars well, or whatever it, the college true. football playoff pays right now. But realistically, the loser, for the sake of argument, whoever does not make the Big Ten title game out of the East that only has one loss may very well wind up in the college football playoff. Uh, the new rankings come out on Tuesday. Ohio State currently is number one in the college football playoff, followed by Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, and then you've got Washington and Oregon rounding out the top six. Uh, who do you think makes the college football playoff at this point? I mean, obviously, Ohio State, Michigan, the winner there uh, is eliminates the other, right? I don't think so. You don't think so? No. Same thing that happened last year. You, well, had, you had Michigan beat Ohio State, but Ohio State still got in the playoff. A lot of people have dropped Michigan out uh, of the top five just because of their strength of schedule. Uh, but if they beat Ohio State, they're in the college football playoff. I think because of their strength of schedule, if they lose to Ohio State, they might be out. 
Very possible. They might be, but I, I don't know. But again, sure. Penn, if Penn State knocks off Michigan this Saturday and then runs the table and wins the, the East and the, right. then the, they're the in. Big Ten tie, yeah, then they're in. And you also wonder if a one-loss Ohio State team then gets in if right. Michigan knocks them off. I I don't see, this is, normally it's Georgia or Alabama or somebody along those lines, a Clemson that's just so dominant. And usually it's those teams, see, Clemson, and- Florida, or Georgia, Alabama. Those teams are so dominant that almost every year they make the college football playoff. This year, you don't have a juggernaut. Even even Georgia, I yeah. don't see what, they, and they've won what, 26 in a row or something yeah, like G- that. Georgia's looked really, at, like, much more susceptible than they have the last two years. Yeah, they they 30 to 21 over Missouri this weekend. Yeah. And, and quite honestly, it's a game where you talk about a game that you had opportunity after opportunity that that was Missouri, and they just didn't didn't capitalize. They didn't get it done. Yeah. Um, I think I think the run ends for Georgia. Um, I, the thing is, I could still see them winning a natty with one loss, but the loss coming either in the SEC title game or somebody upsets them before that. We mentioned Michigan. Do you think they're safe? I mean, because the scandal is there, we all know they did it. They sent a guy around to college football campuses and they videotaped signs. And they knew, they knew what was coming. Um, and I think it, at first I thought this was who cares. This is not that big of a deal. Now I think about it. It's what Matt Rule said. I don't have a problem if you look up and steal my sign, because everybody does that. If I if I know what the sign is and I look up and I steal it, you know that's a big deal. Everybody does yeah. that. But when you're going on campuses and videotaping. Uh, signals and trying to clarify what they are when they they're calling a certain thing, and you know them so well that you're in the right defense every single time. Uh, that's a problem. Well, no, and and like I had this discussion on Friday night with somebody who didn't understand the rule, didn't know. Yeah, they said, "What's the big deal? Everybody does it. They do it in high school. They do it in the pros. Blah sure. blah blah." And I go, "No, they don't. They don't do it in the NCAA." In 1993, they made it illegal. Right. They were trying to cut costs as well for schools, but at the same time, they said you can no longer go, you can no longer scout in person, and you cannot under any circumstance videotape live from the stadium of an opposing team's game. Sure. You cannot, period, end of story, end of day. And Matt Rule explains it. Just get uh, get radio waves in the, in the helmet. Yeah. Be able to talk to your quarterback in the helmet. That solves all the problem. And I've heard uh, James Franklin say it doesn't really solve all the problems because a lot of teams are spread teams that don't huddle. So they still have to get their signals from the sidelines in many cases. Um, it's the teams that huddle that would be at a big advantage over over the ones that don't. I, I don't know what the right answer is, but it seems like high schools use the technology. The NFL uses the technology and college football stuck in 1952. Well, and somebody came out to defend the, the NCAA and it, they said, well, yeah, but there's a chance that it could void the warranty on the helmets. And I go, oh, so the NCAA uses helmets that are different from what high school football and the NFL do. That's interesting. Hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. So, uh, like, uh, no. Yeah, just get, I, it seems like it's time, you know, be able to no, talk to your quarterback. Well, and they're going to, they're going to in the bowl games that are not college football playoff games. Yeah. yeah. Um, but at the same time, here's the funny thing. I'm a, I, it, it's been well documented on this show that it, on occasion I will place a wager. I would place a wager that Michigan is doing exactly what they were doing. I believe they have people in stadiums right now videotaping the signals of other teams. Yeah. I think they are just finally not allowing an idiot to run the program. 
<laughs> you know, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, like, don't tell me that they didn't send somebody to, uh, well, they were at Indiana, I believe, right? Right. Because right. it wasn't in Happy Valley. Don't tell me there was not somebody from Michigan at that game very inconspicuously not wearing Michigan gear, <laughs> not in, in a khakis? ticket. That, yeah, not, yeah, not wearing uh, Michigan gear, not in seats purchased by yeah. somebody associated with the university on their university credit card. I mean, yeah. I I would if I was a wagering man and I am, I would bet a dollar that they are still doing it. Well, you are a wagering man, and that's why we do the picks of density. We'll yes. be doing that within they, the next uh, 15 minutes. Uh, Mike likes to go through all the games, and we do them. We break them down. Tanya Taki will join us for that particular segment. Yeah. Uh, but first, we're going to talk volleyball with her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Should so, we do that next? Should we jump to her early? Or are uh, we pretty much on time for it? I think we're right on time for yeah, it. Let's, yeah, let's, that's so weird. It's how are, how are you already not on time? Yeah. We were exactly on time. Look at us go. Tanitaki, one of the great middle blockers in Nebraska volleyball history, and also the head coach at Nebraska One, a great high school program, a club program. Uh, we'll talk to her about Husker volleyball. Swept today. Uh, no problem with Rutgers today, but that Maryland uh, game on Friday night was fun. We'll talk about it coming up next with Tanya.